welcome to the My Steel Commodity Podcast. I'm Adam Roussel. In today's episode, we look at how high shipping costs are affecting China's iron ore market and offer a look into what we can expect from the country's property development sector in the fourth quarter. But first, a rundown of this week's news. Inventories of finished products at Chinese steel mills have risen considerably over the past week amid a slowing of downstream demand. Uh, falling by 6.4% during this time, total inventories came in at just under 5.4 million tons on October 27th. Coke stocks at China's 230 independent coking plants fell by 2.6% over the past week. A recent MySteel survey determined that this was primarily due to following, out, following output, the result of heavy emissions restrictions in the key production region of Shanxi province. China's coal and coke futures are down on the news of efforts by central government authorities to intervene amid skyrocketing prices. Beijing conducted several meetings with stakeholders over the past week in an effort to curb excess speculation and misinformation in the market. The Dalian Commodity Exchange also announced plans to limit coke and, futures, coke and coal futures contract price gains to 15% a day, effective November the 1st. Total iron ore inventories at Chinese ports rose for a fourth consecutive week, this time by 1.1%. Iron ore prices remain low, and though demand rose slightly over the past week, new restrictions will likely keep inventories high in the weeks ahead. Now here to discuss steel demand, the steel demand outlook from China's property development sector is my co-contributor, Yolanda Lee. Yolanda, thank you for joining us. Okay, so... News of trouble in China's real estate market has led to recent uncertainty about steel demand in the months ahead. However, other factors are having a mitigating effect. For this reason, MySteel has recently projected steel demand from the sector to remain consistent for at least the remainder of this year. While China's three red lines policy has severely restricted available credit for property developers, this is having a relatively positive impact on steel demand as developers rush to complete projects in an effort to improve their cash flows. However, growth has also been heightened with the growth rate for total completed floor space down for the past two consecutive months. MySteel has recently projected that China's property sector will construct a total of 1 billion square meters in new floor space this year with a push to complete projects in the fourth quarter that is consistent with previous years. In this way, the sector is expected to require 27.4 million tons of steel during this time, which is slightly below that of the same period in 2020. Though steel demand from China's property development sector is expected to be relatively robust in the fourth quarter, News is now emerging of a lack of developers participating in regional land auctions due to a lack of funds. For this reason, we could see a more significant fall in steel demand from the sector in the year ahead. Thank you, Yolanda. Iron ore freight rates to China have been rising to new record highs since September amid a general rise in global shipping costs. However, iron ore prices have remained low during this time, a reflecting of ongoing stagnation in the China market. Iron ore freight rates from Western Australia to Qingdao, China, were up 170% on year on October 8th, with rates from Brazil up 144% during this time. 
Though freight rates began to stabilize on October 26th, they remain at historic highs and show little sign of falling due to an ongoing lack of available vessels, rising global demand, high fuel costs, and heavy congestion at Chinese ports. However, high freight rate costs are of little consequence to Chinese buyers amid a, a significant downturn in the country's iron ore market. With restrictions on both steel output and electric electricity usage, coupled with new pressures on downstream demand, China's iron ore prices are unlikely to rebound significantly in the near future. Though the world's four largest iron ore miners have been able to weather high shipping costs and low prices in China, smaller operators have already begun scaling back their operations, with Australia's Venture Minerals recently announcing that it would suspend operations at its Riley site for this reason. While news of a potential slowdown in the global economy could cause shipping rates to fall, this is unlikely to happen before the end of this year. Though iron ore expo exporters are beginning to scale back shipments, we can likely expect China to continue to offer low prices for the remainder of the year. In this way, freight rates will continue to remain a marginal but closely watched factor in China's iron ore market in the months ahead. That's all for this week's episode of the MySeal Commodity Podcast. I'd like to thank my co-host, Yolanda Lee, for joining us, as well as all of you for listening in. I've been your, co your host, Adam Roussel, Senior Editor for Iron Ore Analysis. Take care, everyone.